Little did I know when we did a bullying podcast a couple of weeks ago, there would be students listening to it that will have something to tell us about their experiences in the past few years. And I think you'll learn as much from what this interview person has to say today as you did from all the training you ever went through. Guys, this is an episode I didn't know I'd be doing a couple of weeks ago, but it just so happened we had enough students that listened to the bullying episode that one of them contacted me. I didn't go out and solicit people to talk that have been bullied, but we did have one student, a recently graduated student. I would be a bit too uncomfortable to interview someone that's currently still in the school system because of what issues that may cause. But this is a a lady that has graduated recently, and she wanted to share her story with us today. It's really insightful to hear what she has to say. We can train over and over and over, but until we hear some things based on actual experiences. It's just not the same. So I will tell you that there are some sensitive topics in here. She gave me her permission to use her first name. And in full disclosure, that is, this is not a stranger to me. It's actually a young lady that I had met through my church several years ago through camp and and just activities that we do as a church throughout the area. So she is a friend of mine, and I had no idea that she had this story to share. So I tried to shut up when she got started as much as possible, and then I'll have some comments after the interview is over. I will say there will be a mention of suicide thoughts, so... If that makes you uncomfortable, maybe this won't be the best podcast for you to listen to, but I encourage especially all the teachers to be aware of the questions I ask her at the end of the interview about her ideas about how teachers should handle this in the future. So without further ado, let's start the interview. All right, guys, this is Greg Collins with Substitute Teachers Lounge. You know that a couple of weeks ago, we had an episode about training, teachers training to be able to handle bullying situations in the schools. We had a response from a person who listened to it and was a student within the last 10 years. I don't want to get too specific. <laughs> She's allowing me to use her first name. Her first name is Katie. And in full disclosure, I didn't go out and try to find somebody that had been involved with these kind of situations. She actually contacted me and we know each other through church connections. So it's not like I'm really talking to a stranger. So I'm going to shut up and we'll start with this. And then, Katie, what you end up saying, we haven't rehearsed anything. So I'm going to let her tell her story. 
And I'm going to guess that some questions I have will change once I hear her story, something I want to go on further with if, if she feels comfortable with that. And we'll go with from that. So, Katie, first of all, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Greg? Fantastic. Fantastic. Go ahead and tell us your experiences in any way that you want to. Well, I will start from the beginning. I was bullied from elementary through high school. And I know that's a long time, but I did endure all that time being bullied by the same three boys. And then eventually as we grew up, it became into a couple more people. But I will start from the beginning where it all started. Whenever, I think it was, it was in elementary school. I don't remember what grade, but my mom had sent a letter to one of the bullies moms about what this child had been doing. And the child, the mother had wrote back that my son would never do that in a million years. Right. But I know from my experience that this child had been doing this since, since we've been in elementary school. And then after that, it just came like the name calling. Oh, I wouldn't say name calling, but I would just say like, they would just say like different names that would potentially try to hurt my feelings right, and hurt me emotionally. But um, I did. I do have a learning disability, and I do have um, a not a speech impediment. I've had that fixed throughout the years of speech therapy. Right. And like I with my and I've had medical problems as well. I don't know if I mentioned that, but. Every time I'd have like something medical going on, the bullies would also make fun of me for that because I'd have problems like, for example, going to the restroom and everything, and they would make fun of me for that if I had an accident or anything. And they would also make fun of me for... My learning as well, because I was learning slower than other children. And I would, my parents would ask me how I was doing that day from school and everything. I wouldn't say great or anything. I would just say, it's okay, I guess. And I would tell them what was going on. And it would be the same old thing, like, these three boys wouldn't leave me alone for such and such reason and everything. And from middle school, well, from elementary to middle school in that summer, my grandfather had died Mm -hmm. and it was during vacation Bible school then. And so I had some grieving and then we transitioned from elementary to middle school. So in the middle of that bullying, I was also grieving for my grandfather because we had been basically best friends for since I was born. Sure. And 
it just felt like it was getting worse in middle school. And it would be the same thing. They'd be making fun of me for different things. But they added another boy to it, which I had a big crush on. And they would make fun of me for different things, maybe the same things as well. But they would mostly get in my face and yell names, not at me, but just say like, just say poop or something like that. And they would yell it right in my face, like get in my face and everything. But where I was also grieving from my grandfather, he's kind of my best friend at that time. And where he passed, I just didn't feel like I had him by my side, aside from my parents. And it was just really hard because I didn't have many friends to lean on or talk to. And... Yeah, and it was just really hard. Sure. And from high school then, in freshman year, I, and it was basically the same thing. I still had this crush on this one boy, but it's the same four boys now that was bullying me. And they would end up being in the same school bus as me going home. And they would make fart noises behind me. There would be a couple seats behind me, still making noises, making fun of me, so on and so forth. I had told all the teachers and all the school faculty what was going on. And they would all say, oh, boys will be boys. They're just teasing you. Or they would just say, oh, they just have a crush on you. They're just playing. And to me, I didn't take it as that way because I'm I'm really sensitive and I have really sensitive feelings. And I was still grieving over my grandfather at that time. Right. And my parents and I were just like, no, they're not boys just being boys. They're making fun of me for whatever reason. And they don't know any better. They still don't know even better to this day. And I'm from either sophomore year or junior year of high school. I had it had gotten to the point where I wanted to commit suicide. And I I still had um, bathroom problems from then on. And it was to the point where I just wanted to hang myself in the bathroom. And I had a a big bag full of clothes to change into and everything. Can I ask one question since you just made those comments? Did you ever have any kind of counseling or anything while any of this was going on? No, I did not. Okay. And... I had a big bag that had a change of clothes on and, and everything. And I had that opportunity in the bathroom where there was an overhang over the stalls and everything. Where I just wanted to hang that bag over there and put my neck in. 
And I just thought of my family right there and then. And I thought of a band that I really liked that they were going to be on TV on a um, on a channel. I don't want to mention because of copyright and everything. Sure. And um, they had just getting ready to premiere that night. You're, it's okay to mention the band. Uh, we just can't play their music. Right. The band is Big Time Rush. Okay. <laughs> and I've loved them since the very beginning because it's like four boys being themselves, everything. And their music and everything really meant a lot to me because it really spoke to me. And, right. and it just really felt like I really wanted to be best friends with them, essentially. And that's what made me stop doing the suicidal ideation then. Just thinking of my family and some of my friends and church family back in West Virginia. And then Big Time Rush. I was thinking of them because I wanted to watch their show that night. And as soon as I watched their show that night, it made me think, I think I'm really worth something now. Good. Yeah. And um, and then the bullying kept on going on after that. I eventually, I told the principal after this and all that. And essentially, they suspended them for three days, I think. Suspended up from the school bus and everything else. But that didn't really help at all. And they just kept on going on and everything. And I think one of the bullies wanted to make me think I was going to go on this date with one of the bullies that asked me out. And I was like, okay, let's go to the movies this weekend. And... That essentially never happened. I became so depressed that I never ate. I never drank that weekend. And I never even went to church that weekend. Because I've had that crush since middle school and everything. It's just like, why do I even have a crush on him anyway? If he's going to be bullying me and everything. And I was just a shy little girl back then. And I'm I'm still shy, but not as much now. Right. But I'm from now in the future. Right now, I am writing a devotion, well, two devotionals about what I've been through and how I can teach others to be respectful of each other. Good. What to do in bullying situations, what I've been through and everything. That, that, that's a, it's a, I don't want to say a great story. Obviously, that's the, the way you told it. That's a very great story. Uh, all of it is unfortunate. I've got some questions for you. You did mention that the administration did suspend the boys for a while. What I want to do now is just ask you about. Inside the classroom, do you think the teachers, or not necessarily all of them, were the teachers aware 
that something was going on when it was in the classroom? And if so, what was their practice? I told you before we started that teachers train about bullying. It's like an hour and a half worth of training. Right. Uh, but but we never know what to do unless we're actually faced with that situation. So in the classroom, how did your teachers try to address it, if at all? Very few tried to address it at all. You think they were scared? I think they were. And back then, they probably didn't know what to do in that situation. Because they probably knew the same three boys, they're troublemakers, they know the moms and everything, they know what's going on. But they just didn't, I don't know if they wanted to do something or if they tried to, but the principal didn't let them. But yeah, I honestly don't know. Okay. They assumed then they didn't try to do anything as simple as just seating charts or anything like that? No. Okay. Do you know, were those same boys, were they bullying anyone else? No. Okay. All right. I assume it it was more. Now, I'm, I've always been one that, you know, mental things bother me more than physical things. But right. did the bullying ever get physical? Or is it no. mainly just mental anguish type thing? It's mental anguish mostly. Okay. All right. If you now this is going to be a tough question. Can you think of anything that you would say to teachers right now? I wish you had would have tried this when I was in that situation. I know that that's a tough question. Right. I really wish that they would have paid attention more in the hallways and paid more attention of like, okay, this person may be a troublemaker, but they've been bullying this little girl all this time. We need to get to the bottom of this and figure out why they're bullying her. It, did most of the bullying occur outside the classroom, like in the hallway? Yes. Okay. So that that would be, we've talked about that on our show before about how teachers and of course, substitute teachers should hang out in the hallways between classes before school right? to address things like that. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah. But I also wish that they wouldn't say the phrases like, oh, boys will be boys. Well, I knew or... you were going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. And I wish they wouldn't say, oh, they're just teasing you because they like you and everything. I wish really they would listen more and pay attention more as to what's going on instead of paying attention to everything else. Like, instead of paying attention to, like, who's in the classroom, who's not there, and everything else. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. No, that that was a great story. You obviously something, you know, it's in my opinion, it's not that teachers don't want to do something. It's right. just a lot of times I think when we're faced with that situation, it makes us uncomfortable too. We don't know how to approach it. And of course, it's not just boys. There's some girls right. that could be bullies too. And right. 
we've got to watch for all of that. Any words of encouragement? Anything you want to add before we get out of here? I mean, we are not perfect in today's society, but we've got to start learning about respecting one another and being kind to one another. Right, right. Especially whenever it comes to someone being bullied, we've got to listen, got to pay attention to what's going on, and really help other people out with a bullying situation or any kind of situation that they're that someone is being disrespectful towards one another. That's good. I I like that very much. You know, I can sit here in this podcast and talk as much as I want to, but until we hear real stories about people that were affected, it, uh, we don't really have any experience to fall back on. So it's always helpful for us to hear stories like yours. Right. All right. So, Katie, we really appreciate you being with us here today. And hopefully those of us that are substitute teachers and teachers can learn from this and we can all grow together and cut it out as much as possible. Exactly. All right. You have a good day. Okay. All right. You too. All right. You too. So, guys, there you have it. That was the interview with Katie. The thoughts that come to my mind, you know, especially when I ask her what she would say to teachers, I know I have actually made comments, you know, in in thinking they were jokingly about flirting or things like that. And, you know, I, I won't do that anymore because I'm, I'm pretty sure that the situations that I did that in weren't related to bullying, but I don't really know that. So... Maybe the goal from us, something that we can learn from all this, is that from a student's perspective that had been bullied for several years of her school life, she just wishes that she didn't hear as much those phrases, that they were flirting or that boys will be boys or something to that effect. So as we enter into our New school year next month. This episode, of course, is going out on, I guess that would be July 10th, 2022. Let's remember, let's always keep the students' best interest at heart. I talk all the time about staying, you know, standing out in the hallway, don't stay in the rooms. And having that presence out in the hallway, I think, as she said, will help the situation too. So, Hope you enjoyed that interview. Hope you learned from the interview. And as I said, hearing from somebody that had actually experienced experienced it will always be better than going through a training video. So best of luck to you in that regard as we enter into the new school year.